how many people have said to me like you should get a real job what, what, what are you doing like where is your real job and I'm like this is my job working on me is my job having fun is my job regardless of money or not it's my job I do get paid now but I didn't get paid but it just took that that many years of graft in order to get me into the position that I'm in now people do fun jobs brought to you by Mr. Winter Hey guys, welcome to People Do Fun Jobs. This is the podcast which is all about finding inspiring people doing fun things and hearing how they do what they do. My name is Mr. Winter and on this episode, episode eight, I travelled at the end of September to Birmingham in the UK to meet Luke Vernon, who is a content creator. Primarily TikTok is his big platform and in under a year he basically blew up and has got close to 900,000 followers now he's way on his way to a million and beyond and he makes very funny videos and really connects with his audience that way so if you're interested in creating your own content and wondering how to go about it or just interested in this fascinating social media world and and how quickly things can happen that way we really cover a lot of good ground in that respect. Now, a bit of a content warning for you guys. We do also talk about the hardships that Luke has endured over his life. Some of that includes death in his family and the grieving process that he's gone through. And we touch on depression too. Now, it's not a miserable conversation. In fact, it's far from it. Luke has an astonishing way of dealing with the realities of what's happened to him in his life and not hiding away from it. And the big takeaway from me is how he chooses to be happy. He lives his life on a daily basis, doing the things that makes him happy. He chooses what he does, which are things that make him happy, which therefore results in him choosing to be happy. It's really, really interesting. And in the UK, we're entering lockdown round two. And wherever you're listening to the show, we could all do with motivation from someone who's been through some horrible things and is living his best life. It really is amazing stuff to listen to. So there are clips of this episode you can watch online on YouTube and my IGTV. All you need to do is head to mrwinterworld.com with all the links on there. That's mrwinterworld.com. If you have the chance to, guys, I'd love it if you could just give this podcast a rating, give it a cheeky five star wherever you get your podcasts. So without any hesitation, let's jump straight into my conversation with Luke Vernon. Luke Vernon, sir, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I've got so much I want to talk to you about, my friend. Looking at your bio, this is where I'm taking you from. We haven't got a Wikipedia page yet, you see, so (laughs) (laughs) there's limited research available to me. But according to that, I've got you down as an actor, motivational speaker, presenter, and content creator. Correct. But, and this is where I feel there's one missing, I think you need comedian on there, my friend. Let me, let me explain that this is, this is truth. I will explain why comedian is not on there. Um, there's two things I'm scared of in this world, just two. One of them being rats slash, <laughs> slash mice. Um, I hate them, I run from them, I detest them. It is my mother's fault. Uh, she was scared of them and it definitely passed down to me. The other- It's a rational fear. Yeah, for sure. The, the other one is stand-up comedy. Now, when people have comedian in their Instagram bio or their normal bios, I just feel like that's what they do. And I am so scared of stand-up comedy. 
people say, no, Luke, you'll be fine. You'll be able to do it because you're funny, you're this, you're that. I just, it's one thing that um, I don't want to do. I do. No, no, no. I do want to do, but I'm scared of doing it. Well, it's nice to know you're not feeling confident in being amazing at everything <laughs> just yet. But you know what? I had a stand-up comic on two episodes ago and she, I said that to her. I said, one of my biggest fears is getting up on stage and having to do a comedy skit and like be funny officially you know that that's terrifying yeah, like it's actually like a label so i've done theater shows where i'm on stage and i'm making everybody laugh that's in the in the theater and i know i can do that but when it comes to stand-up comedy i just feel like i just feel like i'm not okay this is, may sound weird i don't feel like i'm funny like hilariously funny but I feel like I will make you smile or I'll give you a good energy about what it is that I do. You'll probably look at me and think, what an idiot. And you're like, that's the kind of like, what, where did that, where did you get that idea from kind of thing? <laughs> so let, let's talk about what it is you, you do for, for those who don't, who don't know yet. Really, you create videos. Now you've got a kind of a very respectable following on Instagram and, and people are watching your stuff that way. Thank you. But... The big one, hello TikTok. Hello TikTok. Hello and people, TikTok. People sleep on TikTok. Like, let me just say that people sleep on TikTok. As in, like, they think, oh, now it's just this silly app. Yeah. But it's not. But it's changed the game. Yeah, it's yeah, changed yeah. your game and what you're doing. So you've got, I believe, over 800,000 yeah. people following you I on that. I think I may, today, I might hit 820,000. I'm at about 819 when I last checked. Are you are you obsessed with checking? Is no, that no, like no, a no, refresh? No, 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 no. It's um I at one point I was because it just blew up crazy. Yeah. So like at one point I went from like 12 followers to in the hundreds thousand, and then it just literally nonstop, nonstop, and I had a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. I was like, what? And then um I was like, whoa, now what do I do? So I realized the videos that were blowing up, I decided to make a series on them, and that's what's kind of my backbone of my TikTok at the moment. When did you start TikTok? Uh, I joined TikTok in November. So like November 20th, I think it is. I think that's Wait, like is the it anniversary. Nove Nove <laughs> <laughs> when you were reborn. So, so you're saying 2019? Yeah, yeah, 2019. So when we So November 2019, we're saying end of September now. This is not even a year. Not even a year. Under a year and you've grown that big. September or October, I think I then found out what TikTok was. And then I actually sat there and researched for, for about two weeks. I made a profile and I knew I was going to join it from then because Gary V was, um, is a big listener of what I, I listen to him all the time. And I love oh, I, I love, love it. He is so motivational. Someone sent him to me about three months back, mm -hmm. perfect timing during lockdown. And I was like, cool why, why, why am i fucking about here yeah. anymore like go get going this let's is, do exactly stop stop wasting your time and i'm glad to say this is two podcasts in two days so you know Boom. it's rubbing off <laughs> so my plan was to research it because i didn't want to just i just had this feeling like when it was um back in october uh there was like a big state statement of this is when i'm joining social media so i joined and i started doing stuff on uh snapchat and instagram and then I was like, you know what? I'm tackling TikTok. And I was like, I need to tackle this in the correct way. So I'd done my research. And it's not like, I was literally just scrolling. So I was just watching videos, watching videos, watching videos. But then I was also taking in the trending hashtags, the trending sounds, the trending like things that people were doing. 
And then I was like, you know what? This is how I'm going to attack it. And then my first video done so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but to be expected. Yeah, yeah, of course. I had no followers. And then I was like, hmm, what can I do next? And I decided to give my energy that I that I have into a video. And then that kind of like had a good amount of views. It hit like a, a couple of thousand views. And that was like huge there. Yeah. And like, I was like, wow, this, what's going on? What's going on? And then my big video. And was that using hashtags then? Was that what kind of got um, you? I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I don't know how TikTok works, yeah. honestly. Even though I've got a big following, I do not know how TikTok works. It doesn't work in the office. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I do know is that if you're relatable and you're doing things that people can actually watch and be like, oh yes, they'll share it to their friends and be like, watch this, watch this, watch this. That definitely happened with me because there was like thousands and thousands of shares on my series. So it was a bit like, whoa. What is your your biggest video to date then in terms on of, TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thirteen point one million views. <laughs> what? It's like that's it's a a legit crazy number. Thirteen point one million views. And what what is the video? Can we watch it? I've made a series called When Dads Babysit, and basically I play the dad, the kid, and the mom. Yes, yeah. I actually. So I had to do a bit of research, obviously, ahead of the podcast, and. That was one of the ones that I really liked. I've actually written it down in my notes. It was was the why. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why? 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 (laughs) (laughs) That's what kids do, isn't it? Yeah. So that's why it's relatable and people can see it. Yeah. But um, yeah, this was was 13.1 million views. Say dada. Dada. No, say. Oh, shit. Did, Did you actually just say it? Dada. Oh, my God. We must call Mama right now. Hello. Oh my god, the baby just done something. What did you do? Shit. Um, sorry, wait, what? Shit. And I wonder who baby learned that from? Mm, dada. <laughs> so that, that smile at the end of the video as well became iconic. Like, I didn't mean to do that. But every video, if you watch them carefully, the baby, I always had the baby like doing like that little, like, like <laughs> kind of smile, like, yeah, dada, I got you. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. And yeah, they just went, TikTok went crazy for it. That's Literally, crazy. I had parents watching it, kids watching it. That was my it. next question. Like, who are your followers? How old are they? Where, yeah. where in the world are they? Who's what? Who's following you? I'm at analytics. Technically, it's I think it's like from 16 to 25. But I also do know that TikTok does have a young following as well. Yes. Uh, 51% are from the UK, 12% are from the United States and then everywhere else. But I do know that there are quite a few uh, younger heads that follow me as well. So I've been spotted quite a few times in London, back in Birmingham. Like people are like, but the crazy thing is people knew me before this and then now they go crazy when they meet me kind of thing. So like. (laughs) So you've got fans, legit fans now. Yeah, yeah. Like signing autographs and taking photos. Really? It's like, it's very, it's new. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. So 2020 has been quite an interesting one for you. Yeah, very interesting. You deliver content so regularly. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you to be delivering and delivering good stuff? Within a sense, but I love it. So this is, I love pressure. I love, I love the thriller things. I love, I'm an adrenaline junkie. So you throw me in front of like a a theme park and I'm like, yeah, the scariest ride, no hands, anything. (laughs) So uh, even when I'm on, when I'm doing theater as well, I'm always 
I love theatre because it's live, it's in the moment. And this is going to sound weird, but the, my favourite part of theatre, in a way, is when something goes wrong. Because you can't just be like, oh, sorry guys, we're just going to get the line back or something. It's kind of that my heart starts pumping. Yeah, you've got to react. Like, you've got to react, you've got to change, you've got to do something new, you've got yeah. to keep it going. And I, I remember doing a, a musical at the Crescent Theatre and we was doing this whole dance and singing sequence on a, on a gurney, like a hospital gurney. And it just collapsed and broke. And we had all this thing like doing like choreograph and, and choreograph. Yeah, yeah. And like, I was just like, time to shine. And we just <laughs> done like all this madness. And um, the director afterwards was just like, oh my God, amazing. You saved it. Yeah, you yeah, saved the basic, show. Basically. With making videos that you've got ample time to edit them as, as you want them and everything. Right? Yeah. So with... With the editing and stuff, like, so the majority of the uh, videos that I do on my TikTok are basically on my phone. They're nice and simple. I do different angles and then take take out sounds or add sounds. They're quite, they're actually quite basic. And I quite like the fact that you can be just so simple on TikTok where I feel like, not, I'm not saying it is the fact, but I feel like on Instagram, a more polished uh, product goes onto Instagram. Yeah. And that's from me. I know that that's kind of what I do. So I kind of like do sketches and put like a polished version on there where TikTok it's like, just be you, like, you know what I mean? Just, just, throw, just, it yeah, just throw it out there and just see what happens. You just never know. Yeah. You just never know. But um, the pressure of editing gets, it does get tough sometimes, especially if you're doing a big project because you've got, it's got to be right. It's got to be correct. Everything's got to line up. Sometimes it can take hours, if not like the whole day yeah, to absolutely. edit like one, one minute video. Yeah. But, at the end of the day, I love this game, so. So do you not have any help sort of with the production side of it? Is it all you? Not all me. Some of my videos I've had people help me edit. One of my friends, shout out to Adam Dawson. <laughs> He's at Dawson Visuals. He has edited the big music videos that I've done on my Instagram. Some of them are actually on my TikTok. Such uh, as The Gym? Is yeah, that, The Gym, that one? Yeah, yeah. So that was Adam Dawson. <laughs> um, he filmed that as well. On this mic, actually. <laughs> the magic mic uh, yeah so we done all the sound and then I took it to him and then we recorded it and then I was kind of like sat here like this watching the laptop and I was like directing it in a sense and he's he's such a quick editor like I'm not the quickest editor as well and yeah. he's just like yeah this could go here this could go here and I'm like oh what about this and he's like okay cool <laughs> and what about collaborating with other actors because you have other actors in your yeah, videos yeah, yeah, yeah. don't you um, so when it comes to collaboration with other actors it's like if you don't ask, you don't get. And sometimes I've probably sent out like 50 DMs in the day and 20 will ignore, 30 will reply. And sometimes you just think, you know what, even though this person's got so many million, I'm just gonna send a message and you just never know. And they reply. So it's like, literally that is one of my, like, if I'm gonna give advice to anybody, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. Don't be afraid of no. As long if they say no, then what? What? what what's going to happen? Really? You're just yeah. going to be like, okay, I'll move on. Next. Yeah. Literally, you can just copy and paste the same <laughs> message to every single person. I didn't do that because I wanted it to be a bit more authentic, and I was like, I want it to be personal. relatable and personal yeah. to the people. Yeah. Or you could just be like, Hey, do you want a club? Hey, do you want a club? Hey, do you want a club? Ten people might say yes. Fifty people. Fifty people might say no. There's a kind of ruthlessness then yeah, that for that's sure. required here. Of also not really caring so much about what people think. Oh yeah, I, I, the acting game taught me that though. So after I finished drama school, it was weird because I went to drama school and I was acting every single day. And when you leave, 
I was fortunate I went straight into work and when the acting world started to die down a bit that's when I was like whoa whoa what's going on what's going on <laughs> and I was going to auditions and it was like no 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 and then you just become resilient to it you're just that accustomed to know now. But that's only one way you could go. The other way would be to give up and, and oh. be like, well, I'll take the hint then. Yeah, that is not, that is just not in me. <laughs> it's just not in me. Like, yeah. cause I already, cause I know what I want to do with my life. Well, actually, no, I don't know what I want to do, <laughs> but I know the base of what I want to do. Yeah. And it's within the entertainment business. So I know that I'm going to have fun with my life and this is how I do it. Mr. Winter. Can you give us a bit of a, an idea on, on you as a whole then? So we've talked about all your video making and what mm -hmm. you do there, which is really special that you've developed something that you can connect with an audience. You've got people who are coming back to you. I'm really loving what you're doing. But you come from an acting background, right? So yes. you've got this whole other side to you. So I went to school. My school didn't have any sort of acting there. Um, well, they did, but they got rid of it the year that I actually got into year 10. I thought all, all schools in this country had... Mine, got, mine literally got rid of it Mental. the year I got there. So I knew it was going to be one of my options that I wanted to pick. But initially, like most boys, I wanted to be a footballer. Um, <laughs> knee injuries, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wasn't good enough. <laughs> and um, so I decided... I went to sixth form, hated sixth form, just left. I just, I just realised one day... I was literally in a, a lesson, like in the PE lesson, I was doing sports and I was writing something down. I think it was doing anatomy. And I just, it just hit me. And I, it was like a voice just went, Luke, this is not you. And I stood up and it was a teacher called Mr. Jones. And I said, I'm sorry, I have to go. And I just left. Now I left and actually went to play GTA at home. So I went to play <laughs> GTA 5, but- You won that day. But the real, the real thing behind it was that was not for me. Yeah. And I got this phone call off my friend and he was like, bro, I'm in college, I'm having fun. We're doing this, we're doing acting, bro. You can act. Why don't you just come to college and do acting with me? Yes. I'm on the foundation course. So if you can get onto the better course, we're like, we'll be in the same year. And I ended up getting onto that. And then as soon as I stepped on stage, fell in love with it. Like I fell in love with it. What I, did you fall in love with? Which just part of it? I felt when you're on stage and you're, you're acting, every it's like everybody in the audience, like they're in the palm of your hands. And it was just that kind of, that power, that feel of like, you're you're watching us now. And it's, it's live. Yeah, 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 you're watching us now, it's live. It's this team and we're gonna give you a story. And I just, I just fell in love with it. And I was like, you know what, from that day, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be an actor. I finished college, went to drama school. And then I've been acting since 2015 and then COVID kind of hit didn't it? So that's when TikTok become more of a thing, even though I joined in November, when- People were watching when, more. When lockdown come around, yeah. it was like, okay, I need to attack this now yeah. because acting's closed. Can't earn money off acting now. Can't pay my way off acting. My universal credit messed up twice. Mm. So I was like, I can't, there's no income. So mm. I was like, okay, cool social media let's go and i just pushed it to enough where i was able to make a nice income now so so you do make a living from it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it is as as much as it is fun and games what i will say is about 90 percent of my content is me 
just making stuff yeah. for fun because I like to make stuff for fun. So if I think of an idea, it's like I have to get it out, write it down, and like <laughs> yeah. pull it, it into a recording. You're like the Paul McCartney of uh, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, the other 10% can be um, promos, helping people promote their songs, putting stuff up for different companies and stuff like that. A, a small part of it is, a, is the business. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I've always, with the social media game, I see it as it's as professional as the the TV game, traditional game. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. why do we why do we section one thing to say like this is a real job? Like how many people how many people have said to me like you should get a real job? What, what, what are you doing? Like where is your real job? And I'm like this is my job. Working on me is my job. Having fun is my job, regardless of money or not. It's my job, and I do get paid now. But I didn't get paid, but it just took that that many years of graft in order to get me into the position that I'm in now. And is that where you what you were striving for? Were you making stuff and making stuff and making stuff to get to a point where you're making money or to get to a point where you had a certain amount of people watching it? Honestly. Or just because you love doing it? Honestly, it was more for the love with the social media side. It was because my my brain just felt like I couldn't hold everything in. I'm a creative, so I was like, I need to create, I need to do something, I need to pull it and into somewhere and the best way I know is on on a camera and from there it just started to blow and then when you realize it can be a business as well it's not really work <laughs> you're getting paid to just do what you love anyway dude you, you are the representation of what this podcast is all about for me <laughs> why I came up with the idea and what what's so fascinating about it you know it's about people who are doing stuff that they're doing it from the love is where it starts yeah. and they've managed to make a living out of it. That's that's what's the most interesting thing for me. You know. So my initial plan was, I always said to everybody, like as soon as my mom's headstone went down, because we had like, had like many different reasons uh, and like why it couldn't go down. And then I was like, as soon as that goes down, I was like, it's happening. I'm starting social media. I'm just going for it. I'm, ha- I'm just doing it. And who knows what's going to happen. And that's the one thing, isn't it? Like, if you don't try, you don't know. Yeah. For sure. For sure. That does link us on quite nicely onto the kind of next section. Okay. Um, Which I have... (laughs) This wasn't planned. (laughs) But, you know, I had to check whether you were comfortable talking about it, Mm -hmm. of course, because it's it's quite a sensitive sensitive area. I've got a post from you that that I picked up. So if I can quote that at you and then maybe yeah, you just tell ahead. us a little bit about your situation. So the quote reads, I was nine when my brother got murdered by the police. I was 24 when my mum died in my arms from cancer. Yeah, I'm one of the happiest people you'll ever meet. Why I choose to be happy. So to tell us, give us a bit of background on that then, man. So with hardship i've realized it it's it's actually so simple you know how bad that feels you know how horrible that is like that there is a horrible way to be and when these things happened i was at my lowest not so much with my brother because i was nine and i didn't understand yeah but as i grew up and actually started to realize like wait the police are meant to protect us huh and then it was like this kind of thing of, I grew up in like a, in a more ghetto area than other areas anyway. So a lot of the people around me hate the police anyway. 
So then I grew up hating the police. But when my mum actually passed, bear in mind she was like my best friend. I used to come home from school and just run up into the bedroom, hug her and lie down and watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, when she passed, it was like the lowest, lowest point. And then as the years went on, I realised that if that's the lowest point that have ever affected me in life, then nothing from here can. And I know what's the complete opposite to that. And it's me doing what I love and just having fun. And my mom installed that into me before she passed. She was like, Luke, do what you love for a living. You do what you want to do. And my mom was so supportive in what I was doing, what I'd done throughout my life. It's like I couldn't do a thing wrong. And that's why till this day I can be, I literally choose to be happy. I can wake up in a weird mood and be like, no, see you later. Hi. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm back. It's it, it's like a it's like a power that I actually do have. And I don't know how to pass it to other people. But what I do know is sometimes in life, you do have to go through the worst things you can possibly go through in order to bounce onto the other side. There's so many people that have success stories from the hardest things that have happened to them in their life. So like you say, you had a period where it was your lowest Mm -hmm. point. I think like to anyone, what you've gone through is, is the worst thing you can possibly imagine not only your brother but losing your mum you know that's but that's... This, the thing is there's many more there's there's so many different things that have that happened when when that actually happened with my mum I didn't actually grieve properly in a sense and it weren't until about two and a half years later when it actually hit me proper really yeah. wow what is that because you were denying the reality of it I was just I was acting so I was doing what I loved and then as soon as the acting stopped it was not, it was, it was hiding me away from the real life. And then I was like, whoa. It was crazy because the reason, the way I realized when I was depressed is I came home from a tour and my nephew was living with me at the time. And I've came home and walked into the kitchen and there's just washing up. And when mom was here, if I left washing up, washing up would just be done. Mm-hmm. And it literally, as silly as it sounds, like it clicked in my head. Shit, mom's gone. Started to lose my hair. Really? Uh, great, yeah, so I had like massive bold patch here. I've still got a semi one under my chin here and then two on the back of my head. And it was just like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And I just went into this horrible, horrible state of life. And who were you surrounded by who was able to support you at that point? Uh, I've always, to be honest, I've always had a, a good support. So I've always had family and friends. At the time I was with my ex that, her and her family were just amazing. They um, supported me like completely when it was going, when it was happening. Mm. And it was just, it was just sometimes people just can't help, literally. Like I realized that I had to help myself, but I feel like I had to go through that in order to bounce out to the other side and do what I do now. But I feel that's the only way. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't just, crack on straight away oh yeah have, of course I've everyone thought, has their way yeah yeah everyone does have their way i thought i could because we actually made a theater show based on how to thrive on life after death so i actually went into like straight into the deep end with a with a theater company yeah and i cried every night because really? i wrote this poem which is also on my, my instagram it was like a spoken word for the play but i knew there's many sections of it that are really for my mom 
and the director knew it, the all the actors knew it, and every night I'd like stream in tears. And I thought like that was That was you grieving. That was me, yeah, yeah, grief, grieving done. Yeah, complete, you know what I mean? And then And I got to do it via acting. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So um I literally thought that that was my my like tick my tick box, but it wasn't. Your sort of motto, your mantra or whatever of choosing to be happy mm-hmm. is so interesting. That is fascinating because it's it's like you controlling your own mind, which as we know a thing is you know, you can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Yeah, of course. And I, I think if pers- on a personal, I have not gone through the hardships you have gone through, but on a personal level of just how to handle, manage my my mind, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this year has been revolutionary like that. And I've just learned that really simple things, you know, like exercise, yep. you know, not doing the, you know, I've give, given up booze now mm-hmm. and that was not working for me, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> As much as I thought, it's a vicious cycle. Give it up as well. Have you really? Mm -hmm. There we go, my friend. Who knows? Maybe when Christmas comes, it'll be a different story. But but that's what it is. Like, not only do I choose to be happy, it's because I'm not just saying, Luke, be happy. I'm saying, Luke, do what you want to do through your life. This is it. In order to be happy. So I am am vegan because it makes me happy. I don't drink alcohol because it makes me happy. I exercise daily because it makes me happy. I get up at five o'clock every day because it makes me happy. Like, well, that one probably doesn't make me that happy, but I know <laughs> that I'm that much more productive in the morning. Really? I'm just such a morning person when it comes to productivity. So I'll wake up, go to the gym after I go to the toilet. <laughs> that, <that's definitely laughs> first things first. First things first. Toilet, Trousers gym, down. get back, yeah. record, record, network, chill. Or do more, do more, do more, do more, chill or just do more and then sleep. And that's what it is like, I literally say to myself, like I'm che- I've put myself into a situation where I've worked hard through the years to put me in a situation where I can now maintain and decide how I'm going to use my 24 hours of that day. Simple as that. Like I now choose where I do my 24 hours. So you're super efficient day to day in how your, how your day runs. Uh, no, 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 I wouldn't say efficient. Like, <laughs> not efficient. But, You're gaming for half of it. But what I will say is, again, I, but if I game, I choose to game. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's a choice of what I'm doing. I'm not in a job that I don't want to do. And that's the problem with a lot of people yeah. in this world. And unfortunately, that's the way it's going to be. But because some people don't have the mindset to say no. Because money's not everything. Money's literally not everything. You can, I know people that earn a lot of money, but they live by paycheck. Where if they just decided to themselves, you know what? I'm just gonna buy. Instead of having this four bedroom house and this flashy car and these expensive things, I can just get a one bed or a two bed, a nice apartment flat and basically live for free or buy that house that you've got, rent it out, live in a smaller place for free and then you've got 24 hours of your day like live within your means really yeah. right definitely live within within your means yeah definitely because then you can like progress unfortunately i don't i think so many people don't live within their means and they're they're they're, they're seeking so much more through material things mm-hmm. but it's not really their fault it's it's really the way people are kind of like influenced and conditioned since day one and but you've, you've broken that mold, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. My girlfriend would tell you, like, I haven't, 
I don't purchase myself things. I just buy things that I need. So like, yeah, my boxers, my socks. As a man, you know yourself, we could just put on some nice jeans, nice trainers, black tea, done. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we can go to a restaurant or we can go to a club or we can go somewhere nice, yeah. put on a nice jacket. Jackets last ages. But yeah, like it's about maintaining it because money is pressure. Like having to get money in order to live and do things is pressure. Mm-hmm. As soon as lockdown hit, I didn't renew my car insurance. Why? Because I didn't need it. Where was I going? <laughs> Where was I going? Why was I paying over a grand for car insurance and then petrol and then tax and then MOT? Didn't need just it. Cancel, cancel, cancel. So I just got a bike. <laughs> just cycled to places. Like, where am I going? To the shop? Yeah. To see my nan? Didn't need a car? Then when work started picking back up again, I was like, oh, okay, I need my car back. Tell us about your nan. Oh, I love my nan. She's, <laughs> she's such a like, lovely bubble of air. Like, she's... She's always laughing. She's always ready for a laugh. I'm going to see her after this, actually. And, oh, uh, yeah, I love it a bit. When I used to, when I did first join uh, the social media game, I was doing Snapchat. And my nan was huge on my Snapchat. So this is- As in f- you had her in the video. Yeah, so yeah, so I had her in the video. She was called Gangster Nan. She'd be like, <laughs> she'd be like, my G, and <laughs> me and stuff. And um, that was my first blow up, actually. So I actually, I, have a, I had a feeling that this game was kind of for me. But the reason why I stopped social media before, mainly Snapchat. So Snapchat was kind of, Snapchat was my big platform. And I used to just keep my Instagram quiet and low. And then um, when I hit depression, I was like, no, I can't do this. Literally can't do this no more. So I just stopped everything, made everything private, just tried to focus on myself. Yeah, she was like loving it, being involved. She's always like, send me some videos, send me some videos. She doesn't know how to use the phone properly, but Mm -hmm. she's a bundle of joy. I love that cross generation of Nan on TikTok. (laughs) that's probably why people connecting with it he's watching it I need to I I said to her I might have to start you up a TikTok and get you dancing (laughs) get you doing some like little TikTok dances she could definitely blow up (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to Mr. Winter a question that I've sort of introduced to the podcast is away from the label of your job and the things you do, the acting, the videos, the successes you're in, you're, you're seeing and, and progressing with away from all that, who is Luke Vernon? So Luke Vernon is, and these are compliments, by the way, an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He's loud, vibrant. Honestly, I'm just somebody that I just want to do what I want to do. And it's just, it's literally as simple as that. I went bowling the other day. I just uploaded it on Instagram. I got this like trick shot, throwing it through my legs. My, my best friend was like, shush man, shush man. <laughs> and I watched it back and I'm like, in my head like, no, like no, like that's me. Like, you know what I mean? I'm gonna be me. Yeah, man. So Luke Vernon's just a fun, loving, happy guy who's just gonna just have fun with life, honestly. Like, and no matter what. Like obviously there's gonna be hardships and them hardships are gonna come. But I also know that I can either just set my mind in them hardships or I can let them hardships come into me, control me, know how hard that is and how horrible it is. And then just say, cool, let's go. Cause that's one thing I actually do. I don't forget or push to the side the things about my mom, my, my brother, my granddad and every other thing that's happened in the past. Like I don't just like say, shut them out. I let them live in me. So Luke Vernon is somebody that doesn't shy away from the truth and just let 
and just tries to own everything that he does. I love that. And do you think you're going to use that because obviously you do motivational speaking in some ways. Are you going to use this this large audience to help them in a way? Do you feel like some like that's a platform you can most do that with? definitely? So I feel like when like when I have these talks when I start doing podcasts more often, it is more about the listener just saying like, "Look, I'm a living example of doing what I want to do and just being happy." Like, yes, I'm not making the most money in the game but money doesn't determine success in my mind your happiness does yeah if i was earning half a million pound a month and i was literally in an office on a computer answering calls hanging up for like 12 hours a day or something oh no i could just thinking of it it's just like no (laughs) no like i can't do that i've got too much energy i've got too much you know i mean i get fired on my first day because i'll be like sat on the laptop and like woo. So yeah, man, like, yeah, that that's me. That's honestly me, just have fun and just be happy. Ah, that's There's so much good stuff to take away from that. And finally, you've, you've given us advice throughout this whole podcast, actually. <laughs> I, I could probably chop that up into quite a useful thing. Just to summarize, if someone wants to kind of do what you do, if they're inspired by, by what you do and how you are, what's your advice to them? Uh, just do. So my best piece just of advice do. is just do, because you... You're only questioning yourself because if you don't actually try, yes, you may fail. And if you fail, fail as hard as you possibly can because then you can only come back stronger. So there's many times, there's many times I've put out a video and I've thought, yeah, this is the viral one. Yeah, this is going to go like crazy. And then boom, I'm like, huh? What? I put that much effort into that for that. And then you're just like, okay, cool. We take that, we move on, we go to the next one. And then sometimes guys, it's the, the video the literal video you think I'm not uploading that I'm <laughs> not uploading really? that and then you upload and it and then bam and you're like no no there's a video on my Instagram now I just put it onto my Instagram reels it's got 1.8 million views for Instagram that's like huge that's to me massive. as well because I think like my most viewed video is like 47,000 or something so Instagram reels is a new thing and that's a piece of advice as well like Jump onto the new things that are coming out. So Instagram Reels, make sure you get yourself on TikTok because the algorithm of certain apps like Instagram, it will suppress your views. So TikTok, for instance, can just throw you on the For You page and then so many people can see it and they'll be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But I feel like on Instagram, people don't actually watch the discovery page as much. Yeah, just try the new trends. Don't be afraid to jump on new apps because you just never know what's going to come out and what's going to blow up. What's next? Yeah, ne- you just never know. So my big thing is just do if you've got an idea try do invest invest into it if you're working for eight hours a day and you're sleeping for eight hours a day just remember you've got another eight hours eight hours is a long time yeah right a long time okay let's say you're working for eight you sleep for eight you travel to and work from for an hour and an hour you still got six hours of that day let's take away two hours to spend with your family or your kids or food or something like that You've then still got four hours to work on yourself every single day. That is a long time. Even then, like if you sleep for eight, try sleeping for seven for a week. And then you've added one extra hour onto every Every. single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you make it sound so simple. No, but it is. No, but it is actually so simple. (laughs) The reason why I get up at five is because I'm that's when I'm productive. And I I kind of like the personal feeling of I get up at five, I go to the gym, I record some videos. 
a network. You've achieved most things before most people have got up. Yeah. Day. Some <laughs> yeah, people yeah. are not waking up and you know what I mean? And then, yeah. and then sometimes I'm somebody that can actually live off five or six hours sleep knowing that people are going to sleep at 12, getting up at eight and I've still got them three hours in front of you. But do you ever relax? Do you ever like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. put your feet up? Yeah, of course. That's what I mean. Like I game a lot. So I play games a lot, but now I'm starting to think, okay, I'm gaming a lot. So I game for a few hours a day and I'm like, hmm, why don't I stream? Why don't I record this now? Why don't I use this as a platform now? So everything that I do, I kind of think, yeah, I, I kind of have a machine in that way. I'm now starting to think, how can I inv- get this yeah. into me and my business as well? Yeah. You are a bit of a machine and you're very, very inspiring, man. You've been through Thank some really tough things. But that regardless, that doesn't shape exactly who you are. It does massively, but you've just got this energy about you, my friend. You, and it's very, it's, it's contagious. <laughs> it's good to be around it. <laughs> Promise you. And I'm sure you felt it as well. So, dude, thank you so much for your time. Thank Thanks you for being me. on the podcast. It's all good. Wow, that was just such an uplifting conversation, man. It was really heartwarming and his energy is really, as I as I described it, he is infectious with his positivity, man. And you need to surround yourself with people like that and you need to be watching videos of people like that and just feeding yourself that good stuff if you can. He really breaks down how simple it can be, how how to not overcomplicate things with money and how to not overcomplicate your life by doing things that make you unhappy. So I really hope you got out of that interview what I got out of it too, which is just sheer positivity. So if you liked what you heard, please give the podcast a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out my IGTV and YouTube channel with clips of the podcast too that you can watch. If you head to my website, all the links are on there, mrwinterworld.com. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See you next time. This has been a Mr. Winter production. Mr. Winter. Let's go. Let's go.